record. Hello, Mom League. This is Jamie here with our second co-founder, uh, Jackie Willock. And we're going to be interviewing her today to get her take on getting various degrees and being a full-time working mom and how she budgets all of that time. So go ahead and tell us, what is your regular full-time job? My regular full-time job is working for the federal government for the National Park Service. And I've been doing that since 2001, so for a very long time. Wow. Okay. Yes. So that's only one job. That's your full-time job. What are your right. side jobs? My side jobs are um, an entrepreneur. I have an online store uh, selling t-shirts and caps and other accessories. My daughter is the one that is leading this project, so to speak, and I'm behind the scenes helping her. And my other side job, part-time, uh, is placing foreign exchange students with host families in South Florida. Wow, that's really busy. Yes. So how did you get started into working for the federal government? What kind of degrees did that take? Well, basically it started at a very low entry level job as a clerk or a secretary in a training and development office for the army many, many years ago. And then that led to something else. Um, at one point I got my bachelor's degree and that allowed me to apply for higher level positions. And I ended up working in procurement and moving my way up uh, until I made chief of procurement a couple years later. Wow, that's yes. amazing. Okay. So what kind of degrees do you have with all of that business? Right. So for procurement, you have to take a lot of training and get certifications. I was issued a warrant. A warrant just basically meant that I was authorized to sign contracts and financial assistance agreements on behalf of the federal government with companies, you know, contractors or cooperators, universities and nonprofit organizations to provide supplies and services uh, to the federal government or to the agency that I worked for at the time. Awesome. So that required a bachelor's degree, but I eventually pursued my master's in business. And um, here I am. Still awesome. working for the federal government after 32 years of civil service. Nice. Go you. That's awesome. Thank how do you. you do that? I know you have two kids. And how long yes. have you been married? Been married for 28 years and actually met my husband. He's my college sweetheart. We dated for, you ready for this? Tell me. 10 long years. Wow. <laughs> we were too busy having fun, traveling, going to the beach, having parties, you name it, for a long time until we said, you know what? I think we need to get serious and put a ring on this and make everything formal and then had kids later on and all of that. So wow. here we are, 28 years later, strong. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, let's get, we got into the business and the school side of it. Tell us about your background. Where did you grow up and what was it like growing up there? Okay, sure. I grew up in Panama, which is located in Central America. And I had a very, very nice childhood, happy-go-lucky, 
Um, I played a lot outside as people my age and your age used to do back in the day, jump rope, you know, roller skates, skateboards, you name it. And um, I grew up in a black neighborhood and it was a middle-class neighborhood, had wonderful neighbors. Um, everybody else's, my friend's moms were my mom as well. And whenever my mom cooked something that I didn't like, I would call up my friends, each of them, and see what they were having for dinner. And I'd get to pick and, can I come over? Sure. That's fantastic. There I went. Nice. And how big is your family? How many siblings do you have? I have two siblings, an older brother, uh, Ricardo. He's 11 years older. He has two kids and one grandbaby. And my sister um, is the middle one. Maritza, and she's also married, has a daughter. My niece actually looks a lot like me, more like me than oh. her own mother. And I <laughs> throw that in her face as much as I can. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and her career, my niece's career is a little bit parallel to Matt, mine. We, we have a lot of similarities in, in our career. That's awesome. Yes. I love it. Well, so I'm, I'm the baby. Yeah. Look at that. That's awesome. Did you, what was it like growing up in a black neighborhood and in Panama? Tell me about that. Sure. So as I had mentioned, it's a middle-class black neighborhood. Um, a lot of the families that lived there worked for the Panama Canal Commission um, to, you know, operations, different types of jobs. And um, we had playgrounds and swimming pools, tennis courts, and anything that your regular nice community would have. So there was always a lot of entertainment going on. Um, what was it like growing up? Um, a lot of outdoor playing, a lot of, uh, you know, girl talk, going on walks, fitness. I used to climb trees and do my homework in trees. Aww. That's what I did. <laughs> That's where I used to do my homework. Not even a tree house, just in a tree. Okay. Did you have any hurdles while you were growing up or any issues you had to deal with? Hmm. The only thing that comes to mind is something that I call like a weird phenomenon or a weird situation where I, as, I, as we, we, ju we just learned, I grew up in a black neighborhood, but look at the color of my skin. Very light. Right, very yeah. light. So my neighbors, my friends, used to say that I'm white, that I'm not black. Oh. So that was a bit strange. Sometimes they would discriminate against me. It didn't happen very often, but it, it would from time to time. And then I went to a Catholic private uh, school where a lot of affluent families sent their kids mostly uh, white, and they didn't see me as white. I didn't have blonde hair. I don't have blue eyes, that kind of thing. So here we are in my own neighborhood. The blacks don't see me as black. When I go to school, the whites don't see me as white. Yeah. And then when I would go visit my grandfather in the city, he lived in a nice neighborhood, middle class as well. And it was a, kind of like a mixed neighborhood because he was right on the border where uh, on the right side, he had 
middle-class neighbors, nice houses and everything. And on the left were the projects oh. in that community. And he had a really, really tall chain link fence. And whenever I go over to my grandfather and after I said hello and all of that, I'd go to his backyard. It was a huge backyard filled with fruit trees. And my neighbors, my friends, my little friends knew that I was there. I would call them out, you know, hey, so-and-so. Um, and they'd come and we'd talk to each other right next to the fence. And they were very poor. So now here's another phenomenon where they think that I'm rich. Huh. I didn't do anything special. I didn't act as if I was rich, but I always brought them candies because at school, you know how it is with Valentine's Day and Easter and all of that. All the moms send goodie bags and things. So I would have too much and I'd give it away. And I guess they figured that if I had enough to give away, maybe I was rich. Mm. So isn't that, isn't that something? Yeah, you know what, I had that a lot because we were the only Asian family in an all white neighborhood. And like yeah. you were saying, you know, I'm not Chinese enough because my mom is Caucasian. And so here I am and I have these big eyes and I don't look Asian like my cousins do. But then I go to school and I don't look like the white kids. It's yes. very, it's a confusing time to figure out, you know, when we were growing up, where exactly do we fit in? Right. But fast forward to today, I think all of those experiences have made me who I am today. And especially with dealing with foreign exchange students from about 29 different countries and different families here in the United States that even they have different heritages as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to navigate and understand everyone and feel very comfortable with people of you know different races, ethnic religions, everything. Right. I love that. Yeah. I, and I love that you can apply it and try to make them feel yes. more comfortable. And so. exactly. Well, I'm going to jump back, kind of change gears a little bit. And then when you were getting your master's degrees and you had two jobs, what are some hurdles that you went through with that? I would say uh, probably time management was crucial because having the federal government job, having a brick and mortar store at the time that I had and you know whether it was my bachelor's or my master's you have to find time to study to turn in projects to have group meetings with your classmates different things like that but it's all about planning scheduling calendars to-do list you know reminding yourself yeah. sticky notes everywhere yeah yeah, I do understand that. So how do you, you said to-do lists, a lot of sticky right. notes and that kind of a thing, but how do you find the balance between working, being a mom and just being a woman? Well, I don't know the, the real answer to that. I think it just kind of develops where once you have a schedule, you tend to follow the schedule. Of course, there's always going to be something that's going to switch things around, but I think that as moms, we turn, tend to adapt quickly to whatever situation is thrown at us. And I was able to navigate through all those different jobs and scenarios and responsibilities. So I think I just learned as I went along, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that saying, like, 
well, I didn't, you, you do it so well. It's like, well, I didn't really have any other choice. Right. You know? Exactly. I love it. So I'm just curious, what is something that is on your radar, whether it's like a movie or a TV series, a book, what are you into right now? Right. Well, I have on my bucket list to travel. I would love to travel to Europe. It's at the top of my bucket list. And that might become a reality in October. Nothing firm yet, but probably (laughs) might happen. And, um, I would like to write a book one day um, about my experiences growing up, about that chameleon phenomenon that I call it. You're a chameleon, you know, one day you're, you're with this group, another day you're with the other group and you have to interact different way. So the only other thing that I have on my radar right now is this wonderful Mom League YouTube show with co-host Jamie, Jackie and Monique. So I'm very thrilled and very happy to be here today talking to you and sharing this with everyone else. We hope to have a lot of followers. So please tell your friends and family, all your mom friends to tune in, subscribe, and we'll be here at least hopefully once a week bringing you topics that we all at some point or another have experienced. And it's just to share, learn, and grow together. I love it. Well, that's a perfect ending. Get it. One final piece of advice that you would give to other working moms? Um, I would say um, what I tell my kids from when they were very little is that I've given them an invisible tool belt. And I want them to fill that tool belt as much as possible with different skills, abilities, knowledge. So what I, the tip that I would give to moms is don't limit yourself in terms of education. Education doesn't necessarily mean going to college. It could mean taking a free online class that you heard about. There's plenty of those available. Or going to a conference, going to a symposium, uh, going to a simple meeting, you know, tuning into the Mom League show where you're going to learn things that you may not know. So you should always be learning or open to the idea of learning something new and filling your own tool belt. Because the more skills you have, the more knowledge you have, the more power you're going to have. And life will become hopefully easier for you when you have, you know, more knowledge and apply it. You don't just want to learn, learn, learn. You want to be able to put that knowledge to work in your benefit for your family, for yourself, for your friends. That's awesome. I love that advice. Definitely. You never know when it's going to help you. You know, you could have your career end and go into a pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. During the pandemic, I took a lot of free online classes and learned a little bit about bitcoins and a little bit about I don't know different so many different things that I may not need that information right now but at some point maybe in a conversation with someone even on the YouTube show a topic's going to come up and it won't be completely foreign to me I'll have a little basic knowledge about it so right you're awesome so are you (laughs) that's why we're in this together right absolutely 
Well, awesome. I'm going to let you go for the evening and remember just hit subscribe, tell all your friends and we will be coming to you every two weeks. Bye Jackie. Bye Jamie. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.